electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Futures do remain range bound as we await CPI and ECB tomorrow. In the meantime, it's meme stocks that are going to get more action. The president goes to Europe for his first overseas trip. Ten year below one five for the first time since May 7th. Our roadmap begins with the rise of a new crop of Reddit fueled names. Clover, Wendy's and others joining the ranks of GameStop and AMC seeing big trading activity. Plus, Merck is set to supply the U.S. with an oral COVID-19 treatment. It's an antiviral medication developed with Ridgeback Biotherapeutics to treat mild to moderate patients. And, Carl, we've been talking about it for well more than yeah. a year now. And the Biden White House investigating the leak of Bezos's, Musk's, Buffett's tax information as uh, ProPublica's Isinger is on Squawk this morning. Uh, Jim, though, in the meantime, is it a function of the fact that we have no earnings, we're awaiting macro, and we're bored. Is that why this meme stuff is going on? Uh, we don't have a lot of motion pictures. Thank you. Adam Aaron's trying AMC. Yes. And I think it's only going to get hotter as we have GME. We have GameStop reporting tonight. Uh, GameStop obviously is the, uh, great, the, the Mac daddy of this, David. Got their annual meeting, right? Don't well, they have, yeah. well, it's everything. They got the shooting match. Yeah. And maybe we hear something, maybe we don't. But I did something this morning. I did some research on Wendy's. And I spoke to the largest shareholder and chairman, Nelson Peltz. And uh, Nelson's very happy with the stock. Uh, felt that after the previous quarter, uh, the stock should have been where it is. Uh, obviously not a seller. Thinks that the breakfast has been a great success, which it has been. I, I had Todd Pentagor on the, the CEO. Uh, we were both saying that the stock was unbelievable, 22 and a half, but nobody cared. But we are starting to get interest. Uh, what I had uh, uh, chillin, chillin Z last night, I quoted. Uh, saying that it should go up. That's a, a very highly paid, I think, a Wall Street prof- <laughs> a broker, right? Oh, analyst, yes. analyst, Chillin' yes. saying that right. the salad was fabulous. Got it. So I'm going to go and get the salad this weekend and see if I buy the stock. Well, uh, Stiefel, to your uh, larger point, downgrades today, and they, they almost fall over themselves trying to say, look, this is not about concerns about the fundamentals. We just talked to the company at a conference, but 25 was our 12-month target. And, well, uh, and we got to step aside. Well, I guess GameStop, a lot of people had a $20 target. But they did. A lot of people had a $10 target. Right. Some people uh, had a zero level AMC, target. AMC, a lot of people have a $7 target. Well, all I can tell you is the new burger is selling well. The jalapeno popper, I had that last weekend. It's killer. Um, there has been a major a major resurgence in breakfast. They're, they're passing right, Burger so you're King, you're going to sit here and talk about the fundamentals when that move the other day has absolutely nothing to do with it. Well, uh, on, on the Wall Street bet side, I saw a lot of people say it was the Wendy's Tendies. Now, David, because you're a boomer, I have to explain to you, Tendies is a financial game. Quite a boomer. I think I just missed it. Well, I've tried to educate these people, and they love me. They clearly love me as professor. I've heard so many good things that I, I'm I sure. I call you professor normally, yeah. Professor. That's how I address you outside the office. But, I mean, I, I want to be too facetious here, but there really wasn't that much more of a story to Wendy's other than the fact that Nelson Peltz well, agrees with meme. 
the, the story is, is Clover again, um, which is soaring yet again after that incredible move yesterday, of course. Uh, this once a uh, Chamath-backed SPAC that merged uh, into or Clover merged into it. Yeah. Um, I believe he's still locked up. There's been some reporting because, you know, his stake has, uh, as you might imagine, risen dramatically in value. Um, but you, it's a six-month lockup from the close of the transaction, and that was in January. So there's been some reporting that he can sell. I don't believe that's correct, at least if you read the, uh, the S-1, but uh, as you take a look at him. But, um, you know, if you also, if the stock manages to stay above 12 for a period, I think it's 20-something days, then you can also sell a third of your stake. So right. they're going to be watching that, too. That's typical language in all these facts. But the point, of course, is that he's become, uh, in, I mean, his wealth has gone up dramatically even just in the last day with this move in Clover, which continues. Right. That is heavily shorted. But, guys, there are other names, too. Have you taken a look at Wish? Remember this thing? Yeah. Wish? Remember these guys? They yeah, that was a public traditional IPO. Right. Didn't do well. They sell a lot of stuff you buy at, I don't know, uh, where would you buy it? Dollar store, maybe? Kind you of skeptic, you. By the way, you know, um, Clover Health heavily. was downgraded to neutral after Bank of America yeah, but because of the numbers. There's and context, by the way, there's context um, Hindenburg logic. Did, um, context logic. Yeah, that's, that, yeah, that had been a failed deal. Uh, that one, uh, w- Wish, context logic, is heavily shorted, 50%. I mean, there is some right. method to the madness, Jim, in terms of targeting. Well, well Hindenburg, stocks. Hindenburg did a very solid job about why Clover. you should not own it. On Clover. Why, why you shouldn't yeah, have yeah, con- no, con- context, context logic. You're, you're, not, you're not talking Merck yet. No, we're not moving on to Molnupiravir yet, no. no. Well, there's one more. Um, Goldman takes a crack at, at the meme activity today. Uh, Costin's, they look at various episodes, and they argue that it's small lot trading that declines prior to the share price peak, and that, in their view, implies that it's larger traders who are driving us to the peak and then again after the peak. Wow. Yes. Well, I was hoping he'd talk about the out-of-the-money call problem. Where people buy out of money calls, it's very hard to hit. If you're a market maker, it's very the hard to July hedge. July 800s in GameStop. Yes, the 30, July 800s. open interest. So what July is it, guys? If 800s. It's, By the way, they were buying them a few weeks ago. They've gone up dramatically in value. Well, so, moving GameStop. Well, you're, you have to cover if you're a market maker. You have to buy because it's very hard to But it's. Uh, to I mean, people are also them. selling those calls. That's one way the right you're you're not picking up a little income, kind of, income, sure. kind of yeah. a dividend on GameStop. Right. Um, now, these people, by the way, have total contempt, in particular for me. And I think that's because I'm actually trying to figure them out. And I like Wendy's. Why did I call Nelson Peltz? Because I happen to like Wendy's. I thought that the stock should go higher. I was not focused on the garden salad. I was focused on the uh, same store sales. Right. Now, see, that little comment I just made, yeah. they hate that. I know. They just hate that. And yeah. you know what I say? Just keep it coming. Just keep I say, it. Yes. just locked. bring it say? on. <laughs> bring, I'm, I'm from Philly. I never threw a battery, but I did throw snowballs. <laughs> No, no broken beer bottle in the Never back. Did. My of, father was hit by a beer bottle at a Washington team uh, Eagles game. It's actually a playoff game with Buddy Buddy Ryan. We did not go for five years. He was hit square in the head with a beer bottle. Mm. But these people must love that. My father's passed away. They must love that even more. AD three five nine one eight. That's my mother's phone number. She died in 1985. Why don't you give her a jingle and say what you have to say? It's Adam's three, if you want to know. We used to use that like Barry got Hill. Yep, so I'm, now they've got everything. They got it all. They've got everything. They can go after my mother. I, I, I think you're going to be okay. I think you've got to keep doing what you're doing and don't let them get in your head. Don't let them get in your head. No, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm convinced that if you explain to people that what's moved this in part is because people are saying that Wendy's tendies, and of course, Wendy's has a great social media site, and sometimes it, they and GameStop yeah. 
Yeah, you listen to me. This yep. is for real. I'm listening to you. The only other question I have is where, who is behind all the trading? Is there something we don't fully know? Chulinzy. No. Is it, is it, is it not just here in this country? Is it a global phenomenon? Are there traders in other countries? Is it the colonial pipeline people? I don't know. I don't know either. Can you tell me how I earn 8% interest on the money I have in the uh, cash account? David, no, I don't. I don't. How do I get eight and a half? I I mean, isn't that higher than what I'm getting at J.P. Morgan? Yes, I don't understand that. You keep saying about how you get it on your on your holding. I get eight and I got I got eight point six percent of my cash last night. Now that you think they're taking some risk? Are they lending out? Do you have it in Bitcoin or Ethereum? No, no, that's a that's a the outfit I have it with my cash position. I'm getting eight point six percent. Now that's not possible. No, without taking on a level of risk. Yes, but people want don't want to hear that if I were you. I actually am trying to transfer right now. Okay. But we also have this new thing, Carl. We have like things like this Ashford uh, hospitality, where because the stock goes higher because of memes, you then get preferred that it can convert. And it's yep. what I call virtuous circle up. We should be following these things because people look at AHT under, under us and say, how did that go up from three to seven? Well, the answer is, is virtuous, virtuous circle. Yeah. Ashford Hospitality, AHT, watch that one day. Yeah, even Wendy's announcing a refi uh, operation today. Not that it's related, but no. um, it certainly provides more opportunity, as you say. Uh, meanwhile, the Senate has passed this $250 billion tech and manufacturing bill aimed at countering China. The bipartisan vote 68 to 32. Yeah, it's still possible. The legislation called the U.S. Innovation and Competition Act includes funding for domestic semiconductor manufacturing and securing supply chains. All kinds of statements, Jim, last night from the Venture Capital Association and the semiconductor manufacturers um, about how this is a good thing? Uh, not everyone agrees. Do you, sometimes, Eunice Yu, I think, by, by the way, has been up for about 49 hours straight, right? Because it doesn't matter. But Eunice had a report this morning on why, why exchange where uh, she said that the Chinese are furious about this. They just cannot believe that we're trying to be competitive. And what? What? <laughs> What's wrong? They can't. Your they phrasing think, was, was interesting. Well, they think, they think it's good. Listen to her. I mean, now, of course, they're blacking us out right now when we do this. But they don't like this. They think that they are, they've been fair. Why are we targeting them? Of course, I had Bobby Kotick on last night, uh, 30 years now running Activision Blizzard. Wow, He's 30 years. He's very, he took a pay cut, by the way. Still a board member of Coke, I believe. Oh, you well, betcha. Coca-Cola. You betcha. They've got as, almost as many uh, sell, uh, games being played as our countries in uh, Coke, you know, Coke, yep. Coke holes everywhere. But you know, we're talking about competitiveness and how we can't be competitive with more things like this. And that's what the Chinese are against, our, our attempts to become competitive. And if we got Secretary Raimondo on here, who's unbelievable from the Commerce Department. Remember, Commerce just used to issue some facts like every other week. This, just, Gina Raimondo is actually trying to change this. But the Chinese are worried that we are actually doing this. Yeah, uh, we're, we're launching trade talks with Taiwan. Obviously, the Wuhan lab story continues to bubble. And now wow. the president, Jim, going to the EU, there's more discussion that they are looking to remove the aluminum and steel tariffs by next week. This draft document uh, maybe ending this Boeing Airbus saga once and for all. Well, that would be good. Although the devastating report we had an interview uh, air lease. I don't know if you caught that this morning. I saw some of it, not all of it. With, with Phil LeBeau, um, how the manufacturing snafus at Boeing are, 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 are just just terrible. And when you listen to it, you don't feel very proud. And Boeing is a great American company that has really stumbled. And that's what, that's what the guest said. And 
I, I have to tell you, I, I look, my charitable trust owns it. But when you listen, and, you know, Phil, of course, is the best. I'm just getting some things. Um, it's uh, Udar Hazy, and he's been yeah. on Mad Money. He pulls no punches. And basically, he's just saying that we can't make them like we used to. And it was very, I mean, my father always told me about when you always zeros, or always zeros above him. And then suddenly there was a silver plane, the B-29. And he knew we were going to win the war after having a lot of, losing a lot of guys in his outfit. That's not the Boeing we're seeing now. Devastated. Yeah. Uh, he's the dean, too, of, of aviation yes, in so many is. ways. Uh, well, when we take a break here, when we come back, the IRS is investigating the release of wealthy Americans' tax information in the wake of that blockbuster report from ProPublica. Take a look here at the uh, pre-market. We still range-bound, uh, and we will talk about why the 10-year is below 1.5 when there is so much talk about what CPI could hand us tomorrow. Don't go away. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. The Internal Revenue Service says it is investigating the release of wealthy Americans' tax information. The sector ProPublica published a report saying it obtained IRS information showing uh, how multi-billionaires such as Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Warren Buffett, Michael Bloomberg pay very little in income tax in cases, uh, in some cases, actually, guys, nothing. We talked about this yesterday. This is sort of part two of the story. Part one, of course, is the numbers themselves. As you said, Jim, you know, Rick Santelli had a question for me, I think, and you made the point. It's it's avoidance. It's not evasion. Right. And, and people, avoidance is what you want to do. The question is, is there anything that can be done to capture some of this incredibly increasing wealth so that there is at least a sense of fairness amongst those who would argue that it's not fair? Well, Jesse, Eisner's old friend, was on Squawking just an unbelievably good interview. Right, Jesse that, started at the street. He started at oh the street. Gosh, my first time, yeah. He's one of my first hires along with Danny Colarusso, who works with us now. And it was rather, the reporting was amazing to have this stuff. But he said, listen, we can't, he, that, it's his job to tell the story. Uh, I, am, I was shocked yesterday, unless I missed it, that, that uh, Senator Warren didn't come out and say, well, this is how we have to have some sort of well, surtax. Yeah. A surtax. I mean, I think a surtax is needed. In other words, uh, in, uh, in the Vietnam War, uh, uh, Lyndon Johnson came up with a phone tax. Out of nowhere, they charged you a, a phone tax right. in order to pay for the war. I, I would say if I were running for whatever, that it's time to have a surtax on billionaires, not the 5% of their assets. That's wrong. But if you pay nothing and you're a billionaire, bingo, there's a little box. I mean, just like the $4,000, what, the child claim for a basis. <laughs> um, there should be a box. You can't. There has to be a surtax on billionaires. It's the way to do it. Uh, 
that billionaires are going to hate me now, too, along with the mean people. <laughs> You're making friends all I don't even, I, there's yeah, more people I don't care it, about. Is it, is it a, a surtax on what? Are you trying to judge their wealth? Can, I mean, I don't. A, a surtax on, on, on whatever gains that they have had But that year. the thing is, they're not. They're not. they're not booking any gains. Well, no. I mean, well, you know, they're borrowing billions well, then, against their then, stock positions. Right, but they can... The they, interest on which, by the way, I think is tax deductible. Well, well, okay, well, that's... Well, look, avoidance, uh, first of all, is everybody's right. And matter of fact, the code says you should. I know. You should try to no, avoid listen, it. If so I was I'm, a straight W-2 employee, I'm sure I'd try and figure it out, too. But I, I just thought that if you made... We all know these people as billionaires. So I think that, ch- they, that the tax code should be changed to say, listen, if you are a billionaire... We are going to take a surtax on whatever way you try to get income to you. Right. Oh, come on, David. I'm trying to. No, I think it's I think you're, it's all a discussion headed in an interesting direction. The Times, for example, suggests that your income tax at the federal level is public the way property taxes are. That'd be great. Um, and as for Isinger, he did argue that these unrealized gains can, in a way, be counted as income if you're yes. operating outside the tax system. Yes. Here's what Jesse said. The ultra wealthy are completely outside of the system and their wealth and all of the power and all of the means that their wealth confers is completely, almost entirely outside of the system. And the question is whether that system is working. Right. As for the disclosure, uh, Andrew asked him if this was information he thought the public should know. He said, I think it's in the public interest to know that the world's wealthiest person paid no federal income. I, I completely agree. It was unbelievable reporting. Uh, Jesse, I don't know how he got it. If that's really the, sub- they got if it. That's the subject of the investigation, uh, is how he got to, it. I, I even, you know, was it hacked somehow? But the IRS hacked and then it provided to them? Or was it a leak from the IRS directly? There are wow. significant penalties if somebody there is actually doing but that, I, I, uh, I and there's going to be more reporting to come. they got an enormous amount of data, and, and so there's going to be more well, stories. Well, shouldn't there be outrage? I mean, I think there's a lot of people who don't make a lot of money in this country. Listen, we've been sitting at this test discussing the tax system for years amongst ourselves. Jim Stewart has always joined us because he's been a real student of that, one of your friends. And James B. And what, you know, meanwhile, the Gulf just keeps going, right? Well, I was just suggesting you know, because I was listening to Jesse and thinking we've got to find some way to just say, like there's an alternative minimum tax if you're a billionaire. And just find it. David, I'm trying meanwhile, to... Meanwhile, you listen to Robert you Craig, the top 1% do pay more in uh, as a percent of the overall revenue than their percent of... Oh, than their... What? No, they it's do. just like, There are a lot of people who watch the show who say, listen, when I get to be a billionaire, I don't want to pay any taxes. <laughs> When I get to be right, the people, the Wall Street mean people, you think they're out there to be thousands. When you become a billionaire, you don't have to pay taxes. Right. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I think that there should be another way. I'd like to get some more money out of these people. But. Uh, guys, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get Kramer's with Mad Dash. Lots of uh, sell side calls to get to, including Goldman, uh, Morgan Stanley, Colgate, Wendy's, Fox, Dish, Dash. We're back in a minute. <laughs> This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. 
See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. All right, time for a mad dash. There's a countdown to the count you down to the opening bell. Campbell's is a name that we did not get to yet, and so we should now, I think. Okay, so here's what's been happening. There are a lot of people who come on, Mad Money and other shows, and they say, look, um, people have really changed their habits. They are now having soup, and they love soup, and after the pandemic's over, they're going to be drinking soup. Well, they are. They're just drinking it a lot less. And that's what Campbell's Soup said this morning in a rather disappointing quarter uh, because they also had some raw costs that were up. Look, Mark Klaus is a great CEO, but you can't just keep stocking your pantry uh, when you can go out. And so he, uh, look, if, if we had not had wonderful science like from Pfizer and Moderna, then he probably would have had a great quarter. But if the fact is the pantry stocking is over and now people are back to usual consumption. And we get, I'd like a longer, the longer, snacks were bad can too. I, to get a longer term on the chart as well? Snacks were bad too. Take a look. Yeah. You know, I snacks mean, were bad also. Cape I mean, Cod, Cape right. Cod chips were and under. You have, you have been generally impressed with him, I believe. I am. I am in impressed terms with of him. what he's been able to do since he but took over. I guess CEO. I should have been more impressed with uh, uh, Borla and, uh, <laughs> and the people at, at Pfizer, Pfizer. You mean? Yeah. In terms of what they were able yeah. to do. Yeah, I have the Moderna, which Dr. Gottlieb makes me feel is the same. Uh, I'm Moderna also. You're Moderna. Yeah. The second shot good. was just a little bummer. Uh, but uh, look, this is going to take uh, a lot of the. Uh, you know, Smucker had a good number, by the way. So let's just yeah. not all well, say they're together. But you're going to see, uh, say, a General Mills go down, which is good. B&G Food will go down. Uh, a couple of others are going to be some bad pin action off this, maybe Kraft Heinz. Right. Those were uh, pure, uh, real pantry stockers. Okay. Well, we're going to keep an eye on all of those names. we get ready for an opening bell. Stay with us. We're right back. A lot of head scratching this morning regarding the 10-year. As you can see, 1484 is below 15 for the first time since early May. Jim, uh, so many cross currents. Lumber's down 30% in a month, but Chipotle's raising prices 4%. Look, it is very, very hard to figure out what's going on. People are going to be looking at Rocket, uh, UWM. These are not meat. They're not meats. They're not meats. They're not meats. They are actual. Their earnings go up. Uh, and their earnings are going to go up because there's going to be uh, more refinancing, but there's going to be more home, homes uh, bought. There was a great presentation last week by Doug Yearly and Toll Brothers. I mean, there's a, the housing shortage continues. Now the rates come back down again. Uh, I happen Rocket. to, yeah, that yeah. Rocket's good I mean, they had that, hard, they had that very significant fall, though. Well, Rocket. they they um, had some problems in the, with the warehouse loans. Not problems, not credit, it just didn't make as much money. But, yeah, it was a sure it was less than people anticipated. Right. But would. they have a shot again. And uh, I happen to like Rocket very much. I had UWM. I have both on. They need this. This move in the tenure is just extraordinary, given the fact that Chipotle really put through a very significant wage increase. I think that that Jay Powell, just to be sure, the Fed chief, wants the wage increase at a certain level. He actually believes. And, David, you can dispute me on this because you disputed me on my billionaire surtax. But there are a lot of people who don't make a lot of money in this country. And if they're able to make just a little bit more while they work at Chipotle, isn't that fine? Yes, that's great. I'm in favor of that. Who wouldn't be? Well, I think By the, the way, people there are an awful who own lot of jobs shares. available right now, interestingly. I mean, if you're a 
teenager looking for work. Oh, my, to be a teenager. My, well, I mean, from more reasons wake up till 3 o'clock. So. Do you think that be, <laughs> to be a teenager, do you think if, to be a teenager is a big, you're excited about that because of the minimum wage to be a teenager again? No, there's not no, other I'm things? just saying there's a lot of jobs available oh, okay. right I thought now. It was like, wow, they're going I mean, unfilled. You talk about it all the time. I don't, How's it going? Finding people to, I can't. to, to bust tables. I can't, okay. which is why I was at Bar San Miguel last night hosting. There you go. Hosting. Because the guy who could be a host is a bartender. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not, look, I was a, I remember when I was, I was, I was a busboy and they made me wash dishes and my father came back and he fired me. You're not a dishwasher, Jimmy. You're a busboy. <laughs> Demoted from dishwasher. Yes. The Jim Cramer story. <laughs> Let's get the opening bell here at the big board. Uh, it is the Trevor Project celebrating Pride Month. And at the NASDAQ, it's payment processing company Marquetta uh, celebrating its IPO. Um, Man, IPOs, Jim, are keeping us busy, whether it's Marquetta. Uh, reports now that Robinhood's probably looking at more like a July yes. issue. Marquetta was terrific this morning. Uh, just absolutely fantastic. I support the Trevor, Trevor Fund, Teen Depression Help. Uh, my daughter's been involved in that, too. I think it's just a, a great charity. You always should mention the charities when you know that they're good, particularly for uh, this month for Gay Pride. Uh, the, a lot of these IPOs are very interesting. I was, I was spellbound at how interesting this Marquetta was. I mean, it's really, again, look, in fintech. It's the, you know, David, when we start seeing you know, these, this buy now, pay later phenomena is another phenomena as a teenager, teenager you would have liked. Yes. You mean uh, the affirm sort of economy? I, I had a firm one. I think it's fantastic. Not everybody has enough money to buy everything. And by the way, when we have to start paying, we, when you have to start paying your student loan again, you're going to be needing this buy now, pay later. Yeah. How many trillions in student um, loans? Clover. I know. They're taking a look at Clover, of course, which is, I mean, the, the, the volume in these names is also uh, It's amazing. Uh, you know, Clover, but, even before the open, I mean, that wish had traded 28 million. Clover's already traded 40 but, but Carl pointed million out, shares. It, its 30-day average is 46 million, so it's basically but, already traded its average full daily volume. But there's not a lot happening, and these people are having the time of their lives. All right. That's what Mola said yesterday. See that headline? 70 yeah. to 80 percent of meme investors are just having fun, said Ken. There's nothing Did Ken that. actually say that? Yeah. Or yeah I mean, this is what the wires. They yeah. just want to have fun. Ken, yeah. All right. Why not? Everybody it's a Cindy, it's a Cindy way, Lauper listen, market. I, I do know the cohort to a certain extent. I Cindy know Lauper. College freshmen, sophomores, they're, they're out there on their phones. They're doing this stuff. They're buying these things, selling it. Also crypto. It's fun. Well, I just think I if guess. you educate them a little but more, they'll actually be able to. The fun will stop. Because they I, I, will I, lose but I, money. But. I called for education this morning, and my yep. tease was going, and I, that was resoundingly rejected, saying that uh, I am so obviously old call, calling for education. Gonna, uh, let's go old school, uh, back to Merck if we can, because we haven't actually gotten to it this morning yet. Oh, Merck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is Merck. See, I'm sorry. I'm Remember sorry. Merck? My mom always said cover your mouth with yawn, when you yawn, so I did that. $185 billion uh, company makes a few pharmaceuticals. <laughs> Yeah. Um, they have a dividend. What's the dividend? Yeah, they got a dividend too, about three eight, somewhere in there, right? Dividend point eight. Is that like the, the subtrahend or something? Yeah. yeah, there it is, three point five. Um, there's a look at Merck. It's up one percent. This is a story I've been following closely, of course, because uh, I know Ridgeback Biotherapeutics quite well uh, and its founders. Um, but Molnupiravir, that's the antiviral that they have. Uh, that's in phase three trials. Now those trials, you know, you got to follow people for twenty nine days, which is not a very long period of time. But you, finding them is the hard part. 
enrolling people who are who know they just got the virus but aren't overly sick but are also in a higher risk group for example over 60 years old so and they got to enroll a lot of people all that said probably the fall is what Merck continues to point to when we'll get the results of the phase three trial the news of course is the u.s government has said we'll pay 1.2 billion dollars for 1.7 million courses of molnupiravir uh, and you can do the math because that's sort of applicable. It's about 700 bucks a course. Uh, 10 million plus courses will be available by the end of 2021. And one would expect other countries will also step up in a similar fashion to have this on hand. There are any number of people who aren't vaccinated. There are variants of the virus that, are, uh, that will continue to unfortunately be around. Uh, and the expectation is this antiviral will be able to knock those down if uh, given early. Uh, particularly for those who are in vulnerable populations, but even for everybody, uh, as, as I've said many times, as a Tamiflu. Now, all of that, of course, is pending it actually getting, uh, getting emergency usage authorization and or final FDA approval. But there's a look at Merck because it, it could become a substantial uh, generator of revenue for. Well, I, I, look, this is really important because, as Dr. Gottlieb said this morning, uh, it's not you, you, you're when you're protected by these vaccines, they're still uh, like 85 percent as opposed to, say, 90 yep. percent. You know, that's 15 yep. percent. a lot. That means it's somebody you hug or shake hands with. It is. If and you those, do it 100 cases times, tended to, to actually be when they do get a breakthrough case. It's, it's not that if you actually know you have it, it right. ends up not being great. Although, I mean, um, as Funstrad said last night, we're on pace to maybe fall below 10,000 cases next week. Yes. We had 18 states yesterday post fewer than 100 new cases. Fewer than 100. 18 states. Hallelujah. That's, we're so lucky. We're still not at 70 percent. We hope to be we're, by we're July so 4th, of course, 70 percent. We are. Great? We're just, really that we when the vaccines India and, and go back to what uh, Mark Benioff did in sending that giant plane over to India and the fact that there's short oxygen. And the short oxygen. Lindy is a company. I'm Although thankfully in India, the caseloads have started to abate as well. Right. The lockdown measures. India's stock market hit a high. Interesting. Um, what did you what's that, like the memes in India? Yeah, I don't know what's going on in India. I, we know what's going on so here horrible. with the memes. But it's so horrible. What, I mean, wait, wait what's, I mean, they were like telling the India you humanitarian. Know, like, yeah, problem, the yes. government was first talking about how it's like, you know, wash the surfaces. I mean, it was an aerosol issue and they just did it all wrong. Now talking, they're getting it right. Talking here. In, in, or in here, India. Too. Yeah, here too. <laughs> but India, I just feel so bad. I mean, oh my, it's just so hard to watch. I mean, yeah. wouldn't do anything we can to help them. Um, guys, a little, a couple of research notes caught my eye this morning, sort of in my areas of uh, you know interest. A dish shares are down 3.25 percent. Yeah. There was a downgrade this morning from J.P. Morgan. Um, they cite three major concerns, and they sort of talk, point about point at the overall multiples just being quite high at this point. And they say, listen, it's you know it's not easy to build out a new wireless network. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And by the way, there are 114 megahertz that they have of total spectrum. Well, now you've got uh, the other three carriers out there, and they have a lot more. Remember the recent spectrum auction, of course, we spent a lot of time talking about. They got a lot more. It's not easy to compete against them. And finally, you know, you had this window where you could differentiate because you were going to be all 5G right away from the start, and that window is starting to close. So for those reasons, they downgraded over at uh, over at Wells Fargo, they upgrade Fox, and I thought this was, I thought interesting, it was a really Jim, interesting piece. Wasn't because it? I know you you've been focused really on the growth of 
basically sports betting, which right. is, in some ways certainly is connected into what we've also mm -hmm. been talking about with the meme stocks, and the, or at least the way some of the young people trade them. Um, look out a couple of years, and we think Fox A will be a sports betting stock with media network assets versus today as a media network's business with some betting investments. Very interesting. DraftKings, I, I do a program with DraftKings. Uh, I think the stock's undervalued, but, you know, again, that it peaked. A lot of people flew these peak because what happened is once you threw football season, you didn't get a gigantic surge in professional football in, uh, say, uh, March Madness, whatever. But Which is interesting today. because historically, uh, especially when daily fantasy evolved, they thought game frequency was going to be the, the big thing. Yes, they Baseball, did. basketball. Yes. Uh, but people still love their NFL. They just, oh, I think and the NFL betting is going to be extraordinary this year. And the deals are all done. Now, Fox, of course, for its part, is not going to start a direct-to-consumer the way everybody else has. And right. So the question is, is there a pivot in their business model? This analyst at least seems to think that it's possible, they have to. given some of the acquisitions they've made quietly in recent uh, well, well, in recent. Yeah, look, the, a lot of these companies are very um, skittish about talking about even the line. Really? I mean, but, you know, as it gets more and more legal, what are you skittish about? It's growing. It's grown enormously. Oh, my. In each state, look, you know, I talk about But what about do you think is the best way, would, if you had to pick one or two securities to buy to play this overall theme? You would do Penn National, uh, which is the sports book that, uh, that's Barstool. Right. Uh, and Jay Snowden, very good, and it's importantly. And then you would do DraftKings, mm -hmm. uh, which has a very smart group of people at the top of it. Jason Robbins is very smart. And I, I just think that when you look at these, you have to take it from the prism that people are going to do in-game, in much more in-game uh, gambling. And that's going to be what really happens, and that's going to what really drive things. Don't forget the casino is going to be open this year. That'll be a big I'm, deal. I'm just looking at Caesars now. I mean, year-to-date up 49. Uh, Goldman's got a chart out today about gambling and gaming revenue Almost back to pre-COVID. Yeah. Uh, and that's without international and it's without corporate. Look, I think it's also a lot of fun. I mean, you know, if you, we used to, I, for my program, for Bull Market Fantasy, we'll, we'll derive questions, you know, kind of like that, you know, who's going to have the most uh, touchdowns this week. But if you look right. at the DraftKings come ones, it'll often be like, listen, if Aaron Rodgers, you know, starts for an NFL team this year, because obviously he didn't show up to Packer camp. I'm aware. It's yes. a big deal. I follow him closely, Mr. Rodgers. <laughs> Oh, you do because he's taking David, that Jeopardy job. <laughs> yeah, it's the competition. He wants the Jeopardy he want, job. He, he wants it. He wants it. Devontae Adams, forget it. It's, he wants the Jeopardy know, job. Doesn't he have enough? I mean, really? <laughs> right. Can't he just leave a little something for the little Shalene guys? Shalene Woodley. He's yeah. got these. Like, you think he has everything? A hundred yards. He's one of the greatest QBs of all time. He looks like that. Don't be <laughs> jealous, on, David. Man. Don't be jealous. That's that's a really a anyway, very what ugly. We talking, well, we're talking about sports betting. Sorry, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, David. By the way, I just ATT got a seven hundred twenty-five million dollar a veterans contract 12, 12 years okay that's i just good wanted to, to say something positive about the tt um well i'd love to come back quickly the uh, the meme stocks this clean energy is also uh all right so i that's cline -E. okay that's andrew littlefield i used to have one all the time did you really little fair i'm sorry all right, it's up 38 okay so, okay so you have to look um this is uh long haul natural gas uh also it does short stuff mm -hmm. but what's really important here is that in 10 years they've only had one year that they've had income and I know, and I happen to love their technology, uh, but the fact is, it, it has, every time it has take, thought to be taken off, you get the actual trucking companies, many of whom I've met with on this, just saying, look, that it's not going to happen. 
it's just going to be small time. But uh, Andrew Littlefair communicated recently with me, and I, I was skeptical because of the problems with them actually not making money. But that has not stopped a lot of the mean people because the concept is so good. We would love to have uh, natural gas be a, a cleaner, better. Well, know. and I know you discussed Lordstown uh, with Becky a yes. moment ago. Uh, back to 10. Um, Strangely, RBC initiates today with a $5 target. They don't see EBITDA break even until 2025. Says they got to raise another two and a quarter billion uh, to remain solvent. We know about the ongoing concern. Yeah. Is that is this not a lesson to those who wrote it into the what mid 30s? Is it ever a lesson? And I had them on, and the company was highly promotional about orders. Uh, and if you're going, you didn't get a going concern letter. I would have to think that, you know, that's a tough thing to get. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. not it's not a good sign when you need to raise that much if you're not Elon Musk. So, it's suboptimal. You know, if you aren't incredible, right? Promoter. I mean, but when the company came on air, I mean, it, to me, it, you know, God was kind of presenting himself as the next mayor. Well, March 18th, Mara. Phil LeBeau took the CEO on on this very topic. Here's was what that happened. Great? Never said we had orders. We don't have a product yet. By definition, we can't have orders. We have very robust interest. And that's just what they are. They're letters of interest. You can't do any more of that in this stage. So uh, I don't think anybody thought that we had actual orders, right? We just, that's just not the nature of this business. Uh, I mean, I thought this was an amazing interview because I thought that they had actual orders because some of the things that, uh, I don't know if we can call for what he said on Mad Money, but I mean, letters of interest, I, I presume that those were, you know, kind of orders. What did they say? Look, I... I am sending you a letter. I am very interested, but I'm not ordering. That's possible. I'm very interested in the new uh, Maverick. It's a letter of intent. It's LOI? Yeah, it's kind of an LOI. You use those and you would, well, maybe it was force majeure. Yeah, well. You speak that language. I do. I have. Yeah. Now, what happens if it breaks the uh, $10? Oh, well, it's already done. It's a public it's company. It's done. Yeah, it's a public it's a public company. company. It's yeah. So it doesn't matter. To no. it. There's no it was, $10 it was box there. Back. That's the reason you mentioned that. But, but it was such a great idea. Come on, it was that plant. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, it was being brought back to life. Ohio, I mean, everything. Yeah, yep. I mean. Well, maybe they'll raise the two and a quarter bills. Yeah, well, maybe they going. will. Yeah. It's a dream come true story. If I were the PRC, I would say, you know what? We are going to demonstrate our... Ability to put differences aside, we are going to invest in Lordstown, people's public child. I, I remember. I know who, they, who it is. Yeah, just you know, I didn't. I, I didn't see that coming. You don't think it's coming? Didn't see you going. The Belt and Road the Initiative is live and well in Milan, but not in Lordstown. Right. Okay. Okay, you naysayer. S and P's up for the ten-year. Um, is below the 100-day uh, <laughs> yield, below the 100-day average for the first time since October. Let's get to Rick Santelli. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Carl. You know, I love watching these yields because I just love talking to other traders about what their perception is about an economy that, that's hot. Definitely there's some supply issues. Inflation is the common theme. Every country's printing to the tune of, are there enough trees in the forest? And yields globally are going down. Does that sound like we have confidence to be able to Count on price discovery to reflect the true risk-reward of the interest rate complex because I think therein lies the issue. Look at a 24-hour chart of 10-year, 140s now. And if you open the chart up month-to-date, this is the seventh session of June. Right smack in the middle, you see where all the drops started, where yields started to move down? 
8.30 Eastern on Friday, Jobs Friday. Jobs Friday really underscored so many different dynamics that we are reopening on a hot scale, and many countries are ultimately going to be there with us. But the issue is, is that as we are opening up, not only do we see that we have, in a way, created policies that are inhibiting a better opening, we can't seem to find the people that are unemployed to take the jobs that are being offered. You can put forth any reason you want, but there are lots of little glitches along the way. And should 10 years close at current levels be the lowest yield close since, well, the back end of February, as you see on this chart? Now, if I think about inflation, uh, the equity markets just seem to be a natural place, especially now that the complex of uh, uh, the treasuries just doesn't seem to reflect that concern. Let's look at a chart pre-COVID, September 2019, of crude oil and the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Boy, they certainly seem to rhyme a bit, don't they? And finally, today, we saw the release of producer price index and CPI in China year over year. The PPI in China, hottest since July of 2008. Carl Jim David, back to you. All right, Rick. Very big step. Yep. Uh, let's get to Bob Bassani as well. Morning, Bob. Good morning, Carl. Hope, hopefully we'll close at a new high today. We've been waiting for days to see if that'll happen. It's a little bit of disappointment because those bond yields Rick was referencing should be helping stocks. Not so much. Just take a look at the sectors, though. Tech generally leading early on. A lot of debate about whether growth is going to come back uh, in the second half of the year. Energy and REITs have really been the big winners this month. Flattish, as you can see today. Banks down because of yields keep dropping. Rick was right on top of all of that, of course. Why are the bond yields lower? Look, I mean, you saw what Rick was talking about. Out here, the slow descent that we've been seeing. It started even before what was going on with the jobs report. But there's a number of good points that the traders down here keep making the last couple days. Maybe some less lavish spending from Washington is partly responsible. A lot of people talking about the potential for slower growth in the second half of the year. Some believe, you know, maybe the Fed's right. Inflationary pr pressures are transitory. Uh, a lot of different debate about the causes. But one thing's for sure, costs are going up. Do you see what the Campbell CEO said this morning? Our results impacted rising inflationary environment, short-term increases in supply chain costs. This is the CEO. And some executional pressures as we continue to advance our agenda, primarily in our snacks division. But a lot of people, a lot of companies talking about higher costs here, not just Campbell's. And by the way, their earnings revenue were below forecast. Brown Foreman talked about higher input costs. Sherwin-Williams is higher costs. They're raising prices as well. Uh, Chipotle hiked menu prices by 4% recently. The Times had a big story the other day on Uber and Airbnb raising prices. Forget about low-cost taxi rides. That's not going to happen anymore. So it's definitely costs are going up. We're all going out a lot more. CPI is tomorrow. That's what a lot of people down here are going to be focused on to, for a good read on inflation. Keep an eye on that one. Meantime, growth versus value. Everybody's trying to figure out the second half of the year. I know Marco Kolonovic and Kathy Wood were out talking about growth is going to outperform. Okay, here's the story. Value has been up twice as much as growth so far this year. It inverted beginning about February. Uh, the index guys point out the obvious. Stop debating this. If you would have just owned the S&P 500, you'd split the difference. You'd be right in the middle. Value and growth are very confusing categories. Values, things like oil stocks. It's things like retailers like Gap, commodities like Freeport, and some of the banks like Wells Fargo. But there's other stocks like L Brands that are right in both of the categories. So it's a little bit difficult. Growth is not just technology stocks. Caterpillar 
Kohler is a growth company, for example. Deere's been a growth company for the last several years. These are not easy categories to figure out. I would simply say split the difference. The index guys certainly have a point just owning the S&P 500. Finally, power lunch today. Want to talk about meme stocks? Let's talk about it with the guy who's in charge, Gary Gensler. The head of the SEC, we'll talk to him about Robin Hood. We'll talk to him about what's going on with all the meme names that Jim and everybody else has been talking about. We'll talk about payment for order flow. We'll talk, of course, about what's going on with climate change and the SEC's efforts on top of that. And, of course, what's going on with Bitcoin as well. Be a very interesting time there. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob. Thanks, Bob Bassani. So we got the Nasdaq up for four days in a row. We haven't had a streak longer than that since early February. And despite all this churn, the S&P is trading above a record close. We're back in a moment. Take a look at a one week of uh, Bitcoin. You can see we're up almost six and a half percent today. It's had a myriad uh, number of headlines thrown at it this week. But today it's interactive brokers, CNBC reporting they will offer crypto trading by the end of summer. More Squawk on the Street continues in a moment. It's time for Jim and Stop Trading. Sherwin-Williams is down, even though they gave a pretty robust forecast. And part of that is because of raw costs. Who can pass on? Who can? Um, I use Frank Mitch at Fermium to try to look at the chemical side. They're going to have margin compression. And a lot of people don't want to buy stocks, even if they say demand's good, if there's margin compression. I happen to think Sherwin-Williams is a great company. But I know analysts say, hold if margins are under pressure. We don't want to be in it, hence the stock going down. Although this Credit Suisse upgrade of Colgate suggests that margins could surprise up. That was surprising because that TIO2, which is Whitener, is just on fire. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do that, but I know Colgate's making a lot of right moves. Other people are jealous trying to figure out what the heck they're doing, given the fact that toothpaste, Whitener, is going to cost a fortune. Uh, our CS says uh, 95 target on, on CL. That was a good piece. Which is a 14% upside. What's tonight? Okay, so I have CrowdStrike, which is my... One of my favorites on Palo Alto Networks uh, when it comes to cybersecurity. You've got to find out what's going on with Bitcoin, obviously. And then I have Tim Massett, old friend from law school, former uh, head of the CFTC, who's very critical of an alpha, a chain in the command of, of crypto, which is Tether. And we're going to talk about it tonight because Tim has scared me. And Tim's a smart man. Mm-hmm. Tim Massett. Look him up because you'll see what he might be saying tonight. When we talk about it, because it's not uh, he, we're, I'm pro crypto, but I w- I'm worried about this one part How, and I'm worried about getting 8.6 percent of my cash and account crypto. 8.6. No explanation. That's, doesn't make sense. That. Doesn't something wrong with that. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Good one. We'll see you at six. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. 